Be free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller and I am here today with Monica Steely. Hello. And Sarah Godey. Hello. And we are on week five of our series. Be Bold and Conquer. This is the final week of this series, and we have had just the most amazing month. Mm, um, we have. To goodness. have Mandy and then Anne, um, it, it was just incredible. Um, and so we're, we're really happy to be closing out this just really awesome series. And um, so today is the end of Be Bold and Conquer, and actually Monica is going to be uh, facilitating a lot of this podcast today. What do you have for us today, Monica? Hello. Well, um, I have some things. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're not going to cry today. (laughs) We're not going to cry today. I I am not going to cry today. I have some things. Cried out. I have a verse and a statement. Got a verse, a sticky statement. We're going old school on this one today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we have talked a lot about um, the meaning of be bold and conquer. And I know several months ago, I think it was, was when we had an actual separate be bold week. Yes. Um, and so a couple, some of the things that I'm going to bring up is stuff that we talked about several months ago. Mm-hmm. So I just let's just kind of lay a little bit of groundwork first. I've got a couple of verses. Um, the first one is, Honest people are relaxed and confident. Bold is lions, from mm. Proverbs 28.1. And we had talked that week about how a lion doesn't go around being aggressive and displaying its lionness. It just sits and it just is Mm. it just is bold and it is confident and it just it's bold in its being it's Mm. bold in its being that's so good somebody write that down (laughs) down that's why i get paid the big bucks um and the next one is so let us step boldly to the throne of grace where we can find mercy and grace to help when we need it most hebrews 4 16 Mm. And as we mentioned um, in the last couple of weeks, boldly is the word parousia, meaning freedom in speaking, openly, frankly, without ambiguity or concealment, free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage, boldness, assurance. And it's translated in the Bible to plainly, boldness, confidence, openly. Um, and I think that we've definitely established with having Mandy on and with Anne too, their boldness in speaking plainly and without ambiguity and um, Mandy's willingness to be courageous to Mm -hmm. share what had happened to her so that she could start the healing process and how Anne spoke plainly on behalf of POWs and their families and, Mm. you know, giving them a voice. Um, So they definitely have displayed that. Um, The conquer part of it, I have a few verses, Revelation 6, 2, and I looked and behold a white horse and its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer, Mm. which is speaking of Christ. And I think that's just so beautiful. Even just the wording of that, he came out conquering and to conquer. So he came out already victorious, but to continue being victorious. Love that. That's awesome. And I think that's just really beautiful. Um, 
And the word for conquer is nikeo, to conquer or come off victorious, of Christ, victorious over all his foes, and of Christians that hold fast their faith even unto the death against the power of their foes, temptations, and persecutions. And another verse that we had talked about quite a bit, Romans 8.37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And a couple other translations say, but no matter what comes, we will always taste victory through him who loved us. Mm. And the one who loves us gives us an overwhelming victory in all these difficulties. Mm. And that Greek word is almost the exact same as the one in Revelation. Revelation was nikeo, and in this verse in Romans it's hyper nikeo, meaning to be more than a conqueror, to gain surpassing victory. Mm. So that verse is saying that we are gaining surpassing victory more than a conqueror through the love of Christ. I was getting ready to say, don't you love the love part? Like there it is. Again. Yes, there it is again. Mm-hmm. It's through that love, love and victory. Love right. and hand in hand for sure. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So this week, kind of how Sarah did with the wrap up for Be Well and Thrive, we're going to look at some biblical examples of people who were bold and conquered. Um, I first want to give out our sticky statement. And so um, our sticky statement for this week is despite our past and our present, we can still be bold and conquer. Mm. Mm. And we'll kind of explain that in a little bit here. Um, So the biblical examples, um, there are some very obvious ones, you know, like Job or David and Goliath, you know, some very significant um, examples in the Bible of being bold and conquering. But I wanted to find some that maybe weren't necessarily so obvious. Um, right. <laughs> and I also wanted to find ones that were women because mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we could relate to Amen. most. So I'm going to share these a little bit and then you guys just kind of tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, the first one is Ruth. And you know, Ruth was a young woman who was widowed and not only was she widowed, her father-in-law died and her brother-in-law died. Mm-hmm. And so she, if you can just imagine like right now in your present life, your husband dying, yep. but not only that, like all the men all in the, the entire basically family. Basically all the men in your family dying. Right. And so her mother-in-law um, had decided she was going to first change her name to Bitter and then move home to her hometown so that she could kind of try to find some semblance of a life. She insisted that the, her daughters-in-law go their own way and go back to their hometown. But Ruth spoke plainly and openly and frankly and said, no, I am not going to do that. Mm. She was very bold in all those senses of the word. And she said, stop pushing me away, insisting that I will, that I stop following you wherever you go. I will go wherever you live. I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will also die and be buried there near you. May the eternal one punish me. And even more so if anything besides death comes between us. And I just love her boldness in her in her vernacular yeah. and her boldness in her speech to say, not, not only am anywhere. I not going anywhere, like she just was, she faced courage mm. despite her pain in order to maintain some sense of family with her mother-in-law. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that just was so beautiful. And not only was her boldness um, just so well received by Naomi, but God also it helped her conquer through right. that. He ended up bringing a redeemer, bringing a husband, and she went on to be the great grandmother of King David. That's right. pretty amazing. Which yeah. is pretty amazing. I mean, that's that's quite a conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a victory from that's where she legacy. came from, and it's yeah. a huge legacy. Yeah. Um, 
And the elders and the people, when, when Ruth married Boaz, her redeemer, the, the elders and the other people in the town said, May the eternal take this woman who is becoming a part of your family today and make her like Rachel and Leah, the two women responsible for building the nation of Israel with their wow. children. Wow. So I just, I thought Ruth wow. was a perfect example of, I mean, we know the story of Ruth and we can see it from so many different perspectives, but just a glorious example of boldness in action, boldness in, in speech. Yeah. And then how, what God did to help her conquer and be victorious over her situation. Yeah. You know what I love too, is that, um, it had to start with a way of thinking, right? Because mm-hmm. she had to think, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to be. This is what I need to say. I'm staying with her and her perspective in that. Like, she had no idea how God was going to work it all out. No. Mm-hmm. She just did it. And, um, you know, Ryan and I were talking in the car the other day. We were on our way somewhere. And we were just, we were already a little late, but then traffic was crazy. And 285 had construction and we had to go back way. And then the storms happened and... I mean, it literally took us like 20, 30 minutes longer than it should have to get to our destination. And um, he just kept saying, God does not want us to get there. God does not want us to get there. We were hitting every red light. God does not want us to get there. And then finally he said, I'm telling you, God must be protecting us from something because he really does not want us to get there. And I love to hear him say that. And I told him, I said, you know what? What you said has so much wisdom in it because so much of my life I grew up thinking, God must not love me. God must not love me. God must not love me. I must not be good enough. God Mm -hmm. must be bad at me. Bad things would happen. That would become my perspective. Right. But I told Raya, I said, you know, I've had to learn to change that perspective as I've gotten older. And instead of looking at it, how it's negatively affecting me, believe that there's got to be a blessing in the end for Mm -hmm. that. And I kind of feel that way with Ruth. Like she so much could have, like Naomi, become bitter and gone back in despair to her hometown. And who knows what her story would have ended up being there. But because she stayed even remotely hopeful and kept positive perspective and a hopeful perspective things turned out for her and she ended up blessing us right because without her there would not have been the david that there was and without the david that there was there never would have been the mary and the joseph that there was so you just think about how that yields such tremendous of boldness yeah yields generations of conquering yes Mm -hmm. generations all the way to eternity really i mean Mm -hmm. if you think about it that i mean that's that's huge right yeah i thought that was i thought i was very inspired by that yeah um i was very inspired by that um another example is esther um Esther was given unusual favor and position within the king's kingdom. And when the time came, you know, for such a time as this, she plainly and boldly asked for the salvation of her people, um, risking her life, mm-hmm. risking her very life, her position, yeah. and the lives of, of her, her entire people. Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just very boldly said to King Xerxes, if you favor me, my king, and if it pleases you, spare my life. That's all I'm asking for, that my people and I be spared. That is my wish. There are some, my king, who wish to rid your kingdom of us. For my people and I have been sold, marked for destruction, and massacre. Now, if the plan were to simply sell our men and women into slavery, I would have kept my mouth closed, because that would have not been important enough to disturb you, my king. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, so this this makes me think, as I'm, like, reading these stories about these women, and they're speaking boldly. You know, we, I think, so often as women, can easily mask what we're saying with um, 
ambiguity mm -hmm. because we're kind of hoping that they, people will read into what we're saying right. or that our husbands will know what we mean if we say it very cloaked in yeah. something else, um, whether it comes to work or children or whatever. And all these examples, women were like, here's this the deal. Is, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm plainly telling you what's happening. I'm plainly making my request known. There is no... It's the true meaning of the word. There's no concealment. Right. There's right. no ambiguity about it. I am stating everything and throw, putting it all out on the table. Yeah. And you we, have to think that she was always that way. Like, that's right. why she knew she could come before him. Because even though she was still nervous, I think she knew that he knew there mm -hmm. had to be a reason she was coming to him. Right. And that there was no passive aggressiveness. There was no manipulation. Right. There was no drama. Because if you'd had all those things, and we talked about this in one week, and I think it was about being committed, that your yes needs to be yes and your no needs to be no. And that mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to swear, you shouldn't have to promise, because you should be so known as being truthful and honest and full that when, you're yes, when you say yes, you mean yes. And when you say no, you mean no. And I mm -hmm. kind of think of Esther in the sense that she knew she could come before him because she hadn't ruined her reputation. Right. She hadn't given him mm -hmm. a reason to think that he, she was wasting his time or manipulating him mm -hmm. or um, being dramatic about the situation. Like she was just, she was being bold, simple right. and truthful and honest. Right. And if you think back to, it says um, earlier in the book that when she would go see the king, when he summoned for her, she did not mask herself in all of the extras that the right. other women did. Mm -hmm. She went based on the recommendation of the eunuch that would tell her what to go or to bring in, but she kept it very simple and just mm -hmm. kept it to who she really was. Yeah. So from the very beginning, the king saw her for who she was, not for a mask that she put right. on. And so then when she came to him to ask for this favor, it was not cloaked in a mask yeah. because he could see that it really was her. Yeah. And I also think, too, you know, we had talked several a couple of weeks ago at the beginning about being still and knowing that he is God and bathing all of these acts of boldness in prayer. And if you remember, she told Mordecai, you all go fast for three days. The right. maids, the servants, everybody yeah. don't have food or anything. It's be praying for me and I'll be fasting too. And that's what gave her the strength to be bold right. mm -hmm. in this situation. And right. even asking is so bold. Like mm -hmm. asking for right. prayer for a situation in your life is a very bold thing to do. Mm -hmm. Very humble and, and bold. Asking other people to fast for you is mm -hmm. a huge thing mm -hmm. to do too. Absolutely. Um, but because of her boldness, the nation of Israel conquered in the face of Haman, who was the ones that wanted, the one that wanted them destroyed. And Esther went on to reign, and her authority affirmed the tradition of Purim, and it was written down in the official records, and is still celebrated today as a very important wow. Jewish custom. Wow. And that wow. was all because of Esther. And there's a commentary um, in the voice translation of the Bible that I loved. It says, in all of Jewish history, Esther's story is unique. Her meteoric rise from common Jewish girl to queen in the vast Persian empire is evidence that God can use some unlikely characters. In this case, he uses Esther to halt a terrible injustice to settle an ancient score. To be used by God in any capacity, however, requires courage. It requires taking a risk. In Esther's case, she risks her own life in order to save her people and in a greater sense to ensure that the story of redemption continues. The world always endured times of great injustice, times of great need, yet God is at work transforming sorrow to joy, shame to honor, and injustice to justice. Each person is called to impact the age in which he or she lives. Oh, wow. Mm. You know, it's like Ann Voskamp says all the time, we're yeah. an Esther generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that just so much... The, 
what that said about Esther and just the whole story affirms yeah. like we are an Esther generation for this time. Wow. wow. To speak boldly. Mm. Absolutely. Love. Isn't that, a, isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Love. Um, another example is Hannah. Hannah was a barren wife of Elkanah who desperately prayed to God for a child fervently. One day she was at the temple praying and weeping and crying so much that the priest Eli thought she was drunk. She boldly and plainly, without ambiguity, said to Eli, My Lord, I am not drunk on wine or any strong drink. I am just a woman with a wounded spirit. I have been pouring out the pain in my soul before the Eternal One. Please don't consider your servant some worthless woman just because I have been speaking for so long out of worry and exasperation. Mm. And Eli realized at once that she was telling the truth and blessed her request. And it said, Hannah left and, quote, went on her way, ate heartily, and her face was radiant. Mm. And Mm. because she, I mean, obviously she had prayed and labored and her husband knew about her um, desire and her pain about not having a child. But she spoke it plainly and truthfully to Eli and just, like Mandy had said a couple weeks ago, just getting it off your chest and saying it out loud to somebody Mm -hmm. started bringing healing so much so that she went away with her face radiant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like she kind of conquered before the victory ever came with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Like her conquering started after speaking boldly. Um, And then she became pregnant with Samuel. She dedicated him to a life of service. And Samuel as we know, went on to be like the most loyal of the Lord's prophets and was like an uncompromising servant and talked about in the Hebrews hall of faith. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, what are your thoughts on Hannah? Oh man. Well, and you know, I just have a friend that listens to the podcast who's right now struggling with infertility. And so just this, and she's recently come out and is, um, she actually has an incredible blog <laughs> and um, is writing about, you know, she's come public recently about her experience and it's just, it's just so life giving. And she's, I know that she's started to experience some healing in that too, from exactly what Hannah did, you know, like asking for prayer and not just now to her immediate uh, friends and family, but she's actually gone public and is asking for prayer for, from everyone. And, um, it's just, it translates to today. It really mm-hmm. does. And just the boldness that is required, that was required from her to open up about it. Right. It's still a bold thing to do today. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, you know, I've been on this like prayer trip where I feel like God is really teaching me about prayer. It started with prayer circle with Mark Batterson. We talked about that and, um, it's crazy, amazing. Like when God reveals a theme and he continues to show you things about that theme. And, um, one of the things that has really just shown up and shown up about prayer is praying your specific prayer. Just Mm -hmm. even though you feel like you have knocked on that door over and over and over again, doing it over and over and over again. And just how there's the, the verse in the, or the story in the Bible. Um, I think it was a a ruler or a judge and the person kept beating on the door, waiting for Mm -hmm. the judge to come and answer the door. And finally he was like, I just, I'm going to do this. So he'll quit. Right. Right. And how that can be God, not that we're necessarily going to change God's mind, but just to have that sense of desperation to show him that we're so committed to coming and knocking at his door fervently. And I think of Hannah in that way. Like, you know, it says that she was just desperate, crying, um, you know, worry, out of worry and exasperation. Like she just kept going and going and going and then finally had this chance to express herself to Eli. 
And I, I don't know, there's something beautiful about that to me. She mm-hmm. didn't quit. Like she kept going and going and then God blesses her with Samuel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen for every person who's experienced infertility, but I think that this story can be used for many different mm-hmm. types of issues. Um, and recently I had a situation with my daughter and Usually when I pray, I'm like, God, I really want it this way, but nevertheless, not your will, but mine be done. Because, I, you know, I don't want to argue with you, and I want you to know that I know you know more than I know, and the heavens are higher, and you know, all that stuff. And this specific time, I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to pray about your will. I'm just going to, in desperation until I have the answer, pray specifically that this is what you're going to do. And it doesn't mean that he was going to answer the prayer the way I wanted it to be answered. It did get answered that way. And I know that doesn't always happen, but it was just a renew for me of desperation, out of worry for my daughter, out of desperation of my situation, just going and in anguish, constantly making my request known to him. Mm-hmm. And then when he, if he had given the answer of no, I could have said, okay, now prepare my heart. Right. But up until that point, and I just feel like that's what Hannah did. Like, I'm just desperate and I'm just going to keep crying and praying and crying and praying no matter right. what I look like, no matter how desperate I seem, no matter if somebody thinks I'm drunk or not, I'm just, I'm going to let it all out. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that's what Ann talked about just a mm-hmm. week or two ago about how she just was reading the book of James and like, I'm just going to ask and I'm going to keep on asking. Yeah. And, I'm going to ask God for advice and, and for direction. Boldly go to the throne mm-hmm. of mercy and grace. Boldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To speak plainly. And that's why David was a man after God's own heart. Not because he had the right reactions or responses and Never sure. he certainly wasn't a perfect man. <laughs> he had, he was a man after God's own heart because he went to God first and poured out everything. everything. He spoke, he was the most bold in speech of anyone in the Bible because mm-hmm. he left nothing hidden in his heart yep. and gave it all to God and asked for very specific things, like even this very is... specific deaths to people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like make their teeth fall, like whatever it was, yeah. you know, he did not ha- keep anything hidden that. back and God never held that against him. Mm-hmm. Not ever. I wonder how many people listening struggle with asking God for things. I was just thinking the exact same yeah. thing. You know, it's been because, you know, I'm on this journey right now. Right. With prayer and asking God for things. And um, I kind of came to a realization recently that I don't really ask God for very much for things, for things you know, even like healing or things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, I pray for other people's healing, but not so much for myself. And um, just realizing that that's wrong. Right. Like that is a bad thing. And that is something in my heart that needs changing. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how many people, I don't know, if you've grown up maybe with this stigma of like, you know, well, I don't want to be selfish and pray for myself right. or I don't want to, yeah. you know, whatever. more than I am. So, How could yeah. I dare ask? I need to pray for Africa or, or even, or even, well, God knows. God, God knows, knows what I need. So yeah. I don't need to ask because mm-hmm. he knows. Yes. Or if you're like probably Sarah or I, you're like, well, I can probably manage. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I can probably deal. They I mean, probably really, can't deal, this? but I could, mm-hmm. I can probably deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so like, it's not just that she asked over and over again. She asked it all. Yeah. And for, I think, a lot of us, that could be something that um, is, is something that needs to be learned. It's a yeah. learned thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that it's something that's naturally maybe in us to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. it's super important. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's, it's so good to see biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. I th- again, you know, we've talked about this recently that there are so many examples in the Bible of things that we're going through, but we forget those people or the, just don't look at it through the filter, like just apply the different filters of right. like, we know this 
the stories of Ruth and Hannah and even Rahab, you know, mm-hmm. like there's some stuff with mm-hmm. Rahab. She yeah. was extremely bold right. and conquered despite her past That's and right. her present. But if you like just reread the stories you're already familiar with, with the filter of, okay, how was this person bold and conquered? Mm-hmm. How was this person, yeah. how did, did they be well and thrive? How mm-hmm. did they be transformed and fly? Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's so many layers and levels of there depth are. and richness that will never get old. Right. Right. If you look you at it find with different new. filters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're exactly right. So what happened with Rahab? Well, you know, Rahab um, is referred to in the Bible over and over. Even Paul, I think, in the New Testament refers to her as Rahab the harlot. So, like, she could never really escape that. She couldn't shake it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one commentary did say that the name Rahab meant could mean uh, fierceness. Oh, I love that. Um, Which I just thought was so poignant because she evidently had been actively harloting um, when the spies, you know, came into the town, but there was, she knew enough about the one true God and enough about what was happening to know. I don't, I don't want to stay in this valley. Mm-hmm. So she risked her life and everything to hide the spies up on the roof and to do what they said and hang mm-hmm. the cord and help them escape. And because of that, um, she just turned into like, she was saved where the whole rest of the town was destroyed. And, um, um, Rahab, uh, had told the, um, the spies, you know, I will not betray you. Follow me. How gloriously daring was her faith and how richly rewarded she was for her willingness to sacrifice her yep. life in a cause she knew to be of God. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was a conqueror because she was willing to be bold and conquer for God's sake instead of her mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when she knew she could get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. cause she betrayed her country. Yeah. She, she could have been, you know, a traitor. Yep. And it just goes to show you that God doesn't just come to rescue the ones who don't even really need to be rescued, right? He comes to rescue those who need to be rescued. Right. No matter what your story is. Right. Well, we all need to be rescued. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, the thing. We do. We do. And and I think that's something that's been really key for me is realizing um, it's the hurting mm-hmm. that he really wants to mm-hmm. to help. Not the one who already thinks he's wise and just wants to become more wise. It's the one who can admit that I am a sinner yeah. deep in despair and need you to rescue me from yeah. all things. Well, you know, and it could be argued, too, that the two spies were bold for even trusting her. Yeah. They had no That's reason true. to trust her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she they had no idea yeah. mm-hmm. if she was for them or against or them. Or against them. Um, but I don't know. You know, God has a way of bringing that mutual knowing. Yeah. And yeah. they all conquered in that. So so what are some practical applications we can take away from today? Well, I think the first one, obviously, is ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, ask God for the courage and the strength to be bold. Ask people for help. Ask somebody to pray for you. Ask someone to fast with you. Be willing to, you know, as Psalm 8110 says, um, open my mouth. And, you know, open your mouth and I will give you the words to speak. Right. Open your mouth and I will fill it is what God says. So we just, we need to be willing to ask. Absolutely. I don't think we give God enough credit for that. Yeah. You know, I think that we just think it's all about us. And we, if we just put our faith in him, that he would give us the words Mm -hmm. that he'll give us the people. We've even in just this series, we've been just in awe of how God brought scripture out of Romans eight when none of us knew that we were all using Romans eight and how, um, the layers just kind of add on to each other. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing how he works it out. And, um, even just the direction for be still be free, you know, know. and how God just, 
just reveals he's just so faithful. We just have to stay out of the way. Absolutely. And he just reinforces, just trust me, just go with it. Yeah. Just trust me. Monica, would you pray us out today? I will. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for a glorious series on being bold and conquering. And I just pray that there would the women that are listening would be infused with the renewed hope and sense of empowerment, Lord, to whatever to be bold and to conquer in whatever situation they're facing. For anyone that is just on the verge of giving up hope, I pray that they just would hold on hope for one more day and that you would meet them, give them the courage to ask for what they need. And we just pray that our um, words would be pleasing in your sight and that everything would just glorify you. And we love you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.